I'm reading some verses from the third chapter of Genesis. Now this serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. I guess you know what subtle means, don't you? A person is subtle who slips into your heart or ingratiates himself or he, he comes up in a walking lightly. You know, you know what subtlety means. He, he slips it in, see? A subtle suggestion is a suggestion that you ease in. I, I know what it is. Something subtle, you just slip it in and it sticks, see? Now, there's nothing wrong in, in uh, slipping something in that you want to be effective. All preachers do that. All teachers do that. But it was the motive that prompted Satan. There's nothing wrong in uh, approaching a thing in the right sort of way. You know, you can learn something from the devil. Old woman said he's industrious. That's one thing you can say about it. He isn't lazy. If he's in this school, he'd make the best academic record in school. Listen, uh, you can learn something from the devil. You know, I know some people who are so blunt, they never get anywhere. Sometimes bluntness is the only way to handle things. Sometimes I've been on programs where you, you, you were not supposed to go too far with your Christian testimony, but you could say something. So this serpent, the most subtle, he, he was gifted in that particular, the most subtle, the most attractive, the most charming, the most subtle beast of the field. Now the serpent, which is more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made, he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said? Questioned authority. Oh, is that so? Really? You can't do anything around here. You can't hold hands on this campus. You just can't do anything. Is that so? Has God really said that? Is there rule against that too? Say, that sounds up to date, doesn't it? That's current literature I'm reading. That's on Bob Jones University campus. That's everywhere there's any authority. Men say, we have no liberties in America anymore. Can't do anything. Some things you can't do, but I can do most anything I want to do in America. I like this government. It isn't perfect, but... In the United States government, I can do most anything I want to do. I can preach the gospel. Nobody's ever been able to stop me on the law. Don't have liberty anymore. Listen to me. Let me tell you something. You'd find out what kind of liberty you have is taken away from you. Liberty? What a country. Sin in it? Yes. Imperfection? Yes. But say there was no imperfection in the Garden of Eden at all. Wasn't anything wrong that place. Somebody said, well, I, I don't, I'm not happy at home anymore. Can't do anything. Wife nags me older. She may nag you some. Most women do. <laughs> but most married men have a good deal of liberty around the house. Children say, I can't do anything. Everybody else, all the other kids do so and so. I can't. You little lying brat. <laughs> you can eat and sleep and play and 
have the love of your mother, but your liberty is restricted. Said, uh, Yea, hath God said, Is that so? Huh. That's awful. I sure would hate to go to a school like this. Certainly must be tough on you, old lady. You up against it, aren't you? <laughs> Is that so? Wait a minute. That's the way rebellion starts. That's the way communism spreads. That's the way anarchy is introduced. That's the way hell begins to break out. It's the old story. You don't have to go outside the Bible to get it. It's here. Is that so? <laughs> Did he get after you? What do you think about teaching? Pretty hard, isn't it? Unreasonable. Give you too much work. Did he tell you to get all that in one lesson? How do you expect you to do that? That's the devil's method. Injecting a question. Injecting a question about authority or unreasonable authority. Is that so? All right. She said, yes, God said you cannot eat uh, eat every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, ye may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but there's one fruit God told us not to bother. Sure enough, one fruit. Yes, there's one tree here, just one. Said we couldn't hold hands over on that ground. Hold hands with Adam most anywhere else, but don't lean against that tree when you hold hands with your husband. God said, that's one tree, just one tree. God said, you couldn't touch that. Must need it, couldn't touch it, get around. God said, you should not eat of it, neither should you touch it, lest you die. Now, wait a minute. Servant said to the woman, God's a liar. He's got it in for you. He, you won't die, he. God's a liar. Wants to boss you. Run you around, tell you what to do and what not to do. <laughs> he lied to you. It's all stuff. Nothing to that. Wouldn't be a word of it. He's a liar. Not gonna die. Say, the first smear campaign ever started was started by the devil in the Garden of Eden, and he smeared God Almighty and the good name of a holy God. Listen, a smear campaign, a smear campaign is always a devil's campaign. Now notice, the serpent said to the woman, you shall not die, Said, God knows better than that. <laughs> He's bluffing. He's just putting something over on you. <laughs> he knows better. He's, his motive's wrong. Got the wrong purpose. He's out for himself. He's preaching for money. He's got something up his sleeve. 
What's he get out of it? God doth know it. The day ye thou of your eyes will be open, and you'll be like God. He wants to hold you down. Bullshit. He don't want you to know good and evil. He's taking something away from you. He doesn't want you to uh, neck your girl around on a campus. Wants to rob you, restrict your liberties. Trying to hold you down. God is. Say, did you? Doesn't that sound like the world you're living in? Well, it ought to, because the devil's taking it over. Listen, the devil dominates the educational philosophy of the world, the business philosophy of the world. He's called the God of the world. Ought to sound like modern stuff. It ought to be up to date. Listen, that day in the Garden of Eden, the devil took over and has run the unregenerated world ever since. Man walked out on God and left the spotless flag of the Garden of Eden and walked out on the red flag of anarchy. The flag of anarchy is the flag that the devil carries. And God pictures the last days of the age. And God marks down the book, says children will be disobedient to parents. It's one of the signs of the times, of the close of the age. Children throwing off authority. That's exactly where it lay. I want you young people to see the difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Now, you know, the Bible says, let everything have breath. Praise God. We look around and say, what a bad world. Yes, it's a bad world. A lot of bad things in it. But there's so many things which say praise God. The devil has been an angel of light as he pretended to be. He came as an angel of light, but if he had been an angel of light, he just said, well, say, Eve, you have such a lovely school here. What a nice garden. Oh, so many beautiful trees. And Eve would have said, well, you know, there's one tree. Oh, well, what's that matter? Garden's full of trees. Why, look at these lovely flowers. And listen at the birds sing. What wonderful perfume. And they tell me God comes to see you once in a while. And God walks down the flower pathway of the garden with you. What a wonderful place. I wouldn't mind that, Eve, if I were you. Just one tree must be best for you. A God that's so good wouldn't tell you not to do something unless it was something you ought not to do. That's God's way. Listen, destructive criticism 
was born in hell and hatched in the domain of the devil. Tear the pieces, pick the pieces, pull the pieces. Most of his schools in America started out Christian and been wrecked by it. Governments have been destroyed by that sort of thing. Homes have been broken by this, this deposition of Bob Jones University concerning destructive criticism and constructive criticism is God's possession. We don't surrender. We're not going to surrender. We'll stand by the help of God till the stars fall out of their silver sockets. We're not going to surrender. Dirty, slimy, satanic gripers can't live on this campus. They are the devil's crowd. I don't care how pious they talk. And how sanctimonious they parade their religion. They are usually the worst type sanctimonious people. There's one school in this country that has in its catalog. These rules in this school are just a sort of a suggestive guide for young people. This institution believes in American freedom. And there's no police force to tell you what to do around here. In other words, they just said you can go to the devil if you want to. When they had discipline in the churches in this country, they could keep the world out. There is no discipline in the churches. The only church trial I ever attended in my life was a trial I attended where I defended a young preacher for preaching. They were trying him for preaching. And I said, uh, a gentleman, why don't you turn him out for getting drunk? Going to cocktail parties. Why don't you turn him out of the church for playing poker? I said, it looks like you fellas just turn him out for preaching. Of course, the fellow preached where he was told not to preach and when he was told not to preach. And they tried him for preaching when they told him not to preach. Some church trial, that's the only one I ever attended. They used to turn them out for getting drunk, playing poker, cussing, living in sin. They had authority in the churches. They used to have preachers that stood up in the pulpits in America and said, this is the word of God. Some of them still say it. But now they stand up, some of them, fresh from their seminaries, with a question mark about it. 
There was a time in this country when mothers and fathers beat the devil out of their kids. And now they say, let the little darlings live as they please. Beautiful, lovely little flowers. And let them bloom and bloom. Little divine creatures. They're just inherently good, you know. Just direct them, they'll be all right. God says the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they've been born, speaking lies. And all human nature must be held in leash. Freedom. You all know whether your roommate's a nice Christian girl or not. You all know whether your boy over here in the dormitory room is you, whether he's a good, nice Christian boy. If he is, when he comes to a Christian place, he walks around and said, Joe, sure is nice to be in a place like this where people are Christians. Of course, I have to make certain little adjustments here. I haven't been in a place like this before, and, but I sure like it, and I think I need it. Must be a good place. Eh? God seems to bless the school. All these students come so far, and all of them you see out in the world, practically all of them say it's wonderful. And they have such fine programs, and the teachers just do anything for you. And, and all the uh, students are so kind to you. No hazing, beating you up, and kicking you around, saying it's wonderful. Sure, I'm glad we have such a good prayer meeting in my room. I know that old man, Bob Jones, gets up there and he takes a hide off of us at chapel, but you know, I need a little skinning. And I just need just that kind of thing, you know, because we all, you know, have tendencies. And sure, I'm glad to have such a nice program. Isn't it nice to be in a place like this? Not perfect, no. No. Of course it is. You don't have to tell us it's not perfect. Fellow walking around, this ain't no perfect place. The reason is you are here. You might help it if you moved off. Of course it isn't. You don't have to say it isn't perfect. Nobody ever said it was perfect. But let me tell you one thing about it. It's the sort of place where destructive griping folks can't stay. Devil was a dirty, destructive griper. Mean, devilish creature he was. Think of what he did to this woman and me. In a garden where God used to talk to them and they talked to God. Perfection around them, purity of love, everything wonderful. Till Eve got rebellious against a little restraint. And God said, now, there's one tree over there. I don't want you to bother that. Because if you bother that tree, you'll die. I don't tell you not to bother it because I don't, because I got the end for you. I want to take care of you. I made that rule to protect you and to help you. Devil said, <laughs> he just doesn't want you to have a good time. He knows you'll be like God and... <laughs> 
He don't want anybody to run anything with him, you know. You won't die. Go on over there. Break the rule. Listen, God said, if you break the rule, you destroy paradise. If Eve hadn't left, listen to a griper, there'd been no funerals in the world and nobody would have died. There'd never been any coffin. No baby would have ever cried in pain. She'd never been the mother of a son who was a murderer. Listen. Measured by the consequences of griping, the colossal sin of a race, and the sin that damns is a sin of rebellion against authority. Griper. I never knew one in my life that was right. I knew a pious, drooling, griping preacher one time. All he did is go around and smell something bad. Smelling something all the time. You smell that? Dr. So-and-so don't smell right to me. Sure does smell bad. But he was so pious till I thought, well, maybe I'm wrong. He's a good man. I just mistaken in my opinion about gripers. And one day one of the boys said to me, you know, Dr. So-and-so told me the dirtiest story I ever heard. And I turned over to James and says, whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not wars in your members? Every griper on earth has a war inside of it. He's suppressing things that he wants to do that's wrong. A griper has in his own makeup that which is dirty and foul and mean and wrong that he's suppressing. All strife grows out of that. Now, wait a minute. It's one thing to stand positively for the truth. To proclaim the gospel and put an issue between God and man. That's different. That keeps issue between the devil and Jesus. God and man. It's another thing to be trying all the time when a thing is endeavoring to be Christian instead of helping you to be Christian. It's go around and try to wreck it. Bob Jones University would have been destroyed the second year of its history if I hadn't been an evangelist. I've lived in this sort of atmosphere all my life, and I could sense the thing when it's coming. I know it. I know what it is. I've seen the revival meetings. I've seen in evangelistic campaigns. God Almighty endows an evangelist if he's a real God-called evangelist with a sort of understanding of these things. And I made up my mind, and I built a school, that we were going to have a school where that didn't exist. We tried to cure gripers, and I never saw one in my life cured. It seems to be an incurable disease. Everyone we ever kept and forgave on the campus, sooner or later gave us trouble. If he didn't do it when he was here, he went out in the world and griped. 
So we made up our mind just recently to ship everyone ever comes here like that. Give them a chance. If he's destructive in his attitude, you need an outlet. Yes, you need an outlet. You have it. Anybody in this organization can go anywhere. As old and tired as I am, I took 20 minutes the other day to try to help a fellow about a little minor problem. Did anybody around here, it isn't. Any one of them wants to help you, trying to help you, struggling to help you. Let these other schools sit around and grind. Let them have that trouble. We're not going to have it. Listen. You know what it does? Always comes in the realm of religion in underscoring some little something. Let me illustrate it. When I was a boy in southeast Alabama, we had just Methodists and Baptists out there in the woods. They had some Presbyterians in town, but in the woods we just had Methodists and Baptists out in the country. Now, wait a minute. You used to say Methodists and Baptists used to fuss about something. Methodists go around and say, you know, these Baptists believe in close communion. And the Baptists say, you know, these Methodists let anybody commune with them. And you know, they fuss so much about who was going to commune till none of us ever thought of what communion meant. Now, wait a minute. Don't misunderstand me. I think a church has a right to decide who should commune. I think that's all right. If they say we think our own church ought to do it, that's all right. That's our privilege. That's our right. If they think that's right, that's right. If another church says, I, I think it's this way, then the church, all right, all right. But you get to arguing and fussing about it until you forget the significance of communion. You talk about who's going to take it and you forget what they're taking. I never heard a sermon on a Bible sermon on communion. We're always fussing about who take it and who couldn't take it. And one day I read in my Bible, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come again. Wish my pastor to preach me that sermon. Wish the Baptist to preach it too. See, listen, all this trouble and strife and fighting among fundamentals and all this thing is a devil underscoring some something that may have a little place and some importance. But they make them fight about the little thing until they don't have time to propagate the big thing. Listen. You can find something wrong anywhere you go. You know what's a cure for that type mental attitude? Is just be a good man, a good woman, and look for the big things that God does. Look for the good things. You're going to get married someday. I know you hope you are. Have that in mind. You want to know how to have trouble with the woman you marry? Look for something wrong with her. You'll find something wrong with her. There's no woman that's an angel. I never saw a woman as an angel in my life. The 
devil makes trouble by making you look for some little something. She's a good woman. Go home and there she is with your meal prepared. You're sick, she's kind to you. Does so many wonderful things and you just overlook all those and look for some little something. Great, wonderful, big things you don't ever see, see. You know why? You're just little and mean, that's all. And you've got the devil in you. That's all the matter with you. Look for some little something. First thing you know is divorce. Churches split on things that are not essential. They won't split many of them on essential things. They'll keep the modernists and the conservatives in there together. They won't have much split about that, but they'll split about something that doesn't matter much. There's never been a controversy in Bob Jones University about a big thing. We never had to ship anybody to this school except one man when it first opened. Wasn't quite sound theologically and we didn't keep him. Every trouble we ever had with an employee of this institution about some little something that didn't matter one way or the other any. The devil wants to emphasize some little something that seems to restrict you in some particular. And you are so little, uh, you resent a thing that's little enough to restrict you, see. It takes so little to restrict some people because they have no outlet for bigness. Now, I'll tell you how to find out whether it's the devil or not. Now, I'm taking for granted this Christian institution orthodox. You want to go to a school, Christian school, please the Bible. Chapel speakers beg you to live right and preach the word. Bible teachers preach the word to you. People try to keep it spiritual and urge people to win souls. Now, you won't know whether you're right or not. If you're right, all those big things are so big, little things don't matter. Little things don't amount to much. Big things are so big... Why, I spend all my life under restriction. I'm going up to Maine, Lewiston, Auburn and Lewiston, Maine, Thursday night. I'll be up there under conditions a little different what to be on the Pacific Coast. But we're all going to be up there trying to win people to Christ. There'll be a little restriction about form of that might not be in Texas. I'll never even notice the little things. It's the big things. Folks in sword in big things don't notice little things. Why, they say there must be a reason for that. There must be a good reason for it. A place like this wouldn't have a little thing it wasn't. It must be a reason. It wouldn't be if there wasn't a reason. Don't ever pat yourself on the back. If you magnify something that isn't worthwhile, you're just not right, that's all. 
You know, I wish I could have walked in the Garden of Eden that day and could know what I know about the love of God. I think I'd have said, Eve, don't you listen to it. Don't you listen to it. Don't you listen to that dirty, mean, low-down, griping devil. He's got it in for God and goodness. He's a lying humbug. He's trying to break the authority of God over your life. Don't you notice? Look how good God's been to you. Look what a chance he Look what a break here. Eve, don't listen to him. Get in trouble. You get in trouble. You get in trouble, Eve. Don't pay attention to him. Now, you'll know who's the, who belongs to the devil on this campus from now on. Just listen to your roommate talk. Oh, he may don't mind how much power he drools. Don't let him fool you. They used to fool me. Don't let him fool you. I don't say he's not saved. But I sure hope he'll be changed if I've got to live in heaven with him. I know some fundamentalists. I don't want to live next door to him in heaven unless they've changed. Because they'd walk out on the street and say, you notice how that angel's got his crown on his head? It's not set exactly right. <laughs> now, if I was putting the crown on that angel, I'd have made it a little different. And if an angel leads an orchestra up there, somebody say, you notice how he's leading that orchestra? It sounded a little jazzy to me. Of course, I hope he'll be changed in heaven, but... I sure wouldn't want to live next door to some fundamentalist I know. I went to a place one time not long ago to preach. I got there and I found them certain things going on that didn't exactly suit me. I wasn't raised like that. But you know, God Almighty was there in power and people being saved. They're crying over sinners and getting them converted. And people say, I'm praying for you, Dr. Bob. I'm praying for Bob Jones University. Well, I said, they must be good folks. They must be good folks. I, I think you must be nice. Listen, if you look for the big things. Now, remember, I'm talking to Christians. If a man denies the virgin birth of Christ, that's not a little thing. If he denies the cleansing blood, that's a big thing. But if an institution sound on the fundamentals, true to God, driving through for God, never flinching, Exalting Jesus Christ, faithful to the task, going out uncompromising in the campaign. And you're looking for something wrong, you don't have to look far, just open the door of your heart and look in. Lem Broughton said one time that he wanted to have an orchestra in his church, and he got a boy to play a big violin, a little violin. So one of his deacons came up to him and said, Doc Broughton, I can't stand the fiddle. Said, that suggests a dance to me. Dr. Broughton said, look how many people were saved here tonight. Some of that orchestra's been converted. Devil doesn't own a fiddle. He took it away from God and played jazz wire music with it. Say, devil doesn't own any music. The idea of people thinking a fiddle belongs to the devil. Because the devil happened to have one, took it away from God. He took a garden away from God, too, but didn't belong to it. Everything he got, he took away from God Almighty. 
And Deacon said, well, I don't care. The devil's in those fiddles. There's a big one in the big one and a little devil in a little. <laughs> Doc Broughton said, now listen here, you, you've located the devil wrong. You've got a big one in you and a little one in you. So if there's anything wrong around here, you won't have trouble locating. If you can tell us how to fix something right around here, just come tell us. We'll do it. I'll pledge you my word. If Jesus Christ would walk out on this platform today and say, Bob Jones, I want you to make a little change around here. And I knew Jesus was telling me I'd fall down on my knees and... I think everybody in this faculty would, and I believe the Board of Trustees would, and I believe 99 out of 100 of all the students say, let's fix it like he wants. And if we fix it like he wants it, there are a few folks we might have sent home to fix it like he wants. Listen, we have just one obligation in this school. That is to run a Christian school. A thing that isn't Christian doesn't belong on this campus. No compromise, no trimming, no cutting corners. A Christian school, that's our job. If it ships folks from school, let them be shipped. A school is obligated, if it's Christian, to run a Christian school. That's what folks put up the money for. We're going to run one on this campus. If we run any kind at all. And no school is a Christian school. And no institution is a Christian institution. That tolerates destructive griping folks in the organization. Constructive people are nice to have around. Destructive people are always instruments of the devil. Let's remember. Lord God, we thank thee for the faithful folks in this organization. For the faculty and the students and the friends. For the money that's been given to us. For the work that's been carried on. Keep us ever faithful and true here. And may we never waver. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.